Welcome to the Verite Podcast. My name is Sheena Souza, and I am honored to share my truth with you. The truth as I know it, what I have discovered and am discovering along this journey of life. Some will be universal truths, and some will be entirely subjective. But my hope is that as you listen to this, you will discover your own truths as we are all living and loving and learning together. Welcome back to the podcast, you guys. Today, we are going to discuss a topic that I have received a lot of requests for, and that is, is there a benefit to short-term missions trips, humanitarian trips, service trips? Is there a benefit? What is the benefit? Or is it more damaging and harmful? And I thought the best person to come on here and discuss this with me is my husband, because we have seen a lot of people come and go while we live in Haiti for a week or two at a time. And it's lot it's left a lot of it's prompted a lot of discussion, late night discussions between he and I on this whole topic. And it's one that we continually converse about for years. We have we have discussed this topic for years and and so I thought he would be a great one to to come on for for this episode. So, Mr. Souza, thank you for thanks for joining. And I'm um, I'm I know a lot of people will be happy to hear your thoughts because this is a big issue. This is a really big issue. And um, yeah, so let's dive in. What are what are your thoughts on one week mission trips? Well, like you said, we've we've spent a lot of time talking about this and debating even, um, and, and in the context of our own um, operations and choices and what we do in Haiti, like is is what we are doing more harmful than helpful? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're there for a longer than a week. But uh, here's, so here's my thoughts on, on a week missions trip. Um, a majority of people that go overseas in particular to help out for a one week missions trip, go with like this idealistic image of they're going to change the world or they're going to change a, a village or a community or even one life. Like those that maybe have a little bit more humility think, okay, if I can just touch one life. But um, the the reality of what happens on a lot of those is when you talk to people that have, have done a lot of those trips, they come back and they the, the tagline almost is, you know, I was changed more mm-hmm. than than the lives of the people there. And while that's sometimes said a little bit tongue-in-cheek or there's a shock to it, I think that really is the purpose of a one-week mm-hmm. missions trip. Yeah. Um, and the mindset going into it, like it's good to see that that kind of changes a little bit. Like if you go into it with a mindset of I'm going to change – somebody else's life, but then you come back with your life being changed. Um, I guess that's good, but I think there's a lot that can be missed in that process because your whole experience is you're trying to, you know, be a, a, a hero or a savior in a situation. Um, perhaps. 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 I, or human is, nature, is everybody? I ah. think human nature mm-hmm. is, and especially those... Uh, I mean, let's talk Christian mission trips mm-hmm. per, in particular. Um, 
there is this idea of going and helping and saving. Um, there's there's a couple of different, you know, obviously there's some that go that for the express intent of evangelizing mm-hmm. or, or those outside of the church would say proselytizing, yeah. you know, spreading your faith. Uh, and then there's the, those that go for the humanitarian element and then, you know, some that are a combination of both. And so our experience as we've served in Haiti, um, we see a lot of people that come for a week. We see a lot of people that continue to come back year after year and... It's there's no one size fits all. There's really no way to put everyone and everything and every situation into a box. Can I cut in real quick? Yes. I will say that that yes, I fully agree. However, the one week week missions trip that I went on to Haiti changed my life and the course of our family's life for the last mm-hmm. almost six years. So, you know, who knows what can come out of a week abroad, uh serving, uh, taking supplies, you know, whatever someone's intent is or motivation is. And, you know, my motivation, my first trip, we had a friend, uh, he literally drugged me there. He said, <laughs> he said, Sheena, you need to get out of your little Roseville bubble. You need to get out of your comfort zone and see how the rest of the world lives. Just go see. And I, again, I had traveled growing up uh, and we've been all over the world, but never in a, you know, serving capacity. And so that one week ended up changing our life, not just uh, my perspective when I come back to the States and how we spend our money and the quote unquote problems that we have here, but it changed us in the fact that we ended up moving there because of that one week experience. So I don't want to discount someone's one week experience. It can be very powerful, uh, not just for them, because yes, it is pretty much 100% um, to the benefit of the traveler yeah. to go abroad, it, yeah. it, to go on a missions trip, pretty much the benefit of the traveler. Because how deep of relationships can you form in a week with people? Um, how much trust can you build in a week? Can you learn a language, a foreign language in a week? You know, things like that. Culture is very important to understand when you go and serve in another country and try to go help out. Culture is huge. I remember one of our first years there, there was this video, uh, this photo circulating around the internet of a, a group of Americans in Haiti cleaning up trash and they were dressed in their like Lululemon and yoga work, like bright neon bright uh, workout clothes. And when we're in America, and we're doing, you know, things that like picking up trash or yard work or, or things that you're sweating in. Yeah, you don't wear nice clothes, right? You don't, you don't do that. However, culture, the culture of Haiti, um, is not like that. When you are out and about, you are presenting, you are presenting yourself in the best possible way. Haitians may not have a lot. Um, a lot for, you know, a lot of food, a lot of supplies, a lot of resources. But if they go to the market, they are wearing their Sunday best. They wear the best that they have. Um, And people can argue right or wrong. It doesn't matter. That's their culture. And when us as Americans come into that um, unaware, they're unaware of how the Haitians are viewing them. 
And so, sorry, I totally tangented. Go ahead, finish, finish what you no, were gonna fine. say. Uh, but no, you're right. Culture is a big, mm-hmm. a big part of it. Um, but I want to go back to even what you said, like in how your one week experience changed the trajectory of our family and our lives. Um, that's part of what has has spurred this debate for mm-hmm. why we debate it so often is because while we do see some of the negatives or a lot of the negatives of a one week missions trip, we are the byproduct of of a one week missions trip yeah. and, and what our family is doing now. And that's very much a positive. Um, well, some people would argue that it's not, but okay. <laughs> we need to talk about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in, a little bit later. Um, okay. But I think the... The other key thing is, and you had said this, um, when when Bob drug you to Haiti, the motivation was for you to get out of your bubble. Mm-hmm. The was the motivation wasn't for you to go and help anybody. No, it wasn't to be, uh, you know, a, a person coming in and providing any kind of a solution. Yeah, it was for you to go and see and experience what is outside of your norm. Yeah, and that I believe is the value of mission trips, and I believe that. If you can go with that mindset and with that intent, then that makes all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we can we can touch on uh, on your experience from this past week here in a little bit, but um, my I guess my encouragement would be to anybody who is looking to go, and I know this is the 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 language that you use as you're sharing with anybody as well is is yeah go get outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, go see what what is happening in another place. It's very easy to cast judgment. Uh, it's very easy to have um, you know believe there's believe something without seeing it or experiencing it. Uh, it's very easy to stereotype. It's very easy to assume things. But until you go and experience yeah. it, um, you have no idea how wrong your assumptions are. Uh, we went into Haiti with a lot of wrong assumptions, I believe. And Such that, do you remember any? Um, I, I mean, I think a big part of it, again, why I say it's human nature, like, yeah, we went in with a desire to help. Mm-hmm. We went in with a desire to serve. Mm-hmm. I know we we are very intentional about that. We wanted to go in and serve and do whatever we could. We weren't trying to take over anything. We weren't trying to lead anything. Um, but I think there was, I'll speak for myself. I guess I can't necessarily say for you. Uh, there was some level of expectation where I thought that at some point after a period of time, um, there would there would be some other measurable results, mm-hmm. or I would be given more responsibility, or um, you know it was it it became a little bit too focused on what I could do mm-hmm. or my impact there, mm-hmm. and I went away from the the just the just being mm-hmm. the just helping you on the other hand uh, over time really started focus on just building relationships and loving people and meeting them where they were at finding out what their needs were and what you could do you weren't trying to solve all of their problems you weren't trying to be the solution to anything but you were you were just there you wanted to be there and love on and take care of people and you know, we we were kind of on two different sides, mm-hmm. I think, of this whole thing mm-hmm. because again, that was that was where your focus became and my focus, somewhat by necessity, but also again because of whatever my mindset and, and maybe aspirations were, 
I was very involved in hosting the, the teams that came for a week and helping to direct the, the work that was going on there. And as much as I you know, was kind of against the whole mindset of coming in to, to just you know, do your week's worth of work and leave your mark and go home and pat yourself on the back, I was facilitating that. Right. Like I, I was feeding into that. I was the one... Yep. you know, allowing that to happen. And, um, and so again, this is what brought on the long debates of, uh, is that a healthy model? Mm-hmm. Is that, um, productive in the long run? And again, I, I think to some extent there, there is, um, there is value in that. And specifically where, where we work and serve, uh, there's, projects that need to happen. There's Mm -hmm. buildings that need to get built. There's things that need to get fixed. Um, and, and there's things that really logistically cannot be done without some outside help. Yeah. Can I kind of just for a second, Mm -hmm. for those that don't know who are, who are new to kind of our family and what's going on, we serve in a village that has no running water, no electricity. It's about an hour North of Port-au-Prince. And it really is this group of people that the government does not really care about. They are left um, to defend themselves. And, um, you know, we do have the, 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 the organization that we partnered with. It was actually started by a Haitian woman living in a group born and raised in Haiti. So it wasn't this, you know, American white group of NG, you know, NGOs coming in and being like, Hey, we're going to change this community. We're going to give them these things and help them and they're going to be better for it. Um, it was a Haitian rising up in her community and saying, this is a village that um, has been through a lot of devastation. I mean, we're talking every year, you guys, something new would come and just wipe out half the village. Um, and just as they would recover from something, then something else would happen. And so, you know, we have these ideas of, yes, let's create jobs. Let's do, you know, figure out how we can help them be self-sustaining. But then the next wave of whatever would come, and we're talking a mudslide was the first year. Uh, The earthquake, 2010, was a few months after that. A hurricane after that. Another hurricane after that. And then more recently, um, there's been some, some violence from some, you know, terrorist type of men coming in and terrorizing the village and burning down home after home, burning our church to the ground, burning uh, the medical clinic, um, you know, killing our friends. It's It's been one thing after another. And the government's not helping. Nobody's helping. That Nobody is helping this group of people. Nobody. And so when I sit and talk to the people of the community... And I pull them aside and I go, okay, you tell you tell me how you really feel, right? These are these are relationships I've built for almost six years now, and they see people, white people, coming and going every week, every month, and some people are returning faces, and they re, they they love the people that return, decide to come back, um, and build upon where they left off in terms of the relationship. But I pull them aside and I say, tell me what you really think. I mean, how do you feel about this? And they do. I ask people those I ask certain people that question who I know will actually tell me the truth. There are other other people who wouldn't. They that they would um, be uh, t- 
timid, what's the phrase? Don't bite the hand that feeds your mouth, right? They wouldn't necessarily uh, say how they really feel. And so I go to the ones that I have that existing relationship with where they can be honest with me um, because they've been honest about other things before that um, that other people may not. So it's it's not black and white, you guys. It's not a one-week missions trips are bad. It's not... Um, it's not black and white. A lot of it, I think, is the intent of the heart. And like we were talking about, so in and of themselves, mission trips, one-week mission trips are not bad. Like anything, food in and of itself is not bad. But wine, treat, <laughs> wine in and of itself is not bad. Whiskey. Uh, but like anything, you know, if you if you abuse it, if you mistreat it, if you misuse it, if you um, if you have an intent that is other than what is the best use of, you know, whatever, if, if you, if you abuse food, you know, it, it can cause issues. If you abuse alcohol, alcohol, if you abuse a mission strip, yeah. it can, it can definitely cause issues. And I think part of the reason why this is such a debated thing, maybe not massively grand scale, but is a debated thing is because there are a lot of people that when they go on a mission strip, they are going to fluff up their Instagram page. Mm -hmm. They are going to uh, fluff up themselves, really make themselves look better or mm -hmm. feel better or think that they did something uh, great. Yeah. And there's no real deep change, no mm -hmm. real heart change. And I think when... And that can be white or black, by the way. Yeah. Does not mean it's any, just white people that do that. Any ethnicity. Any, yes. Anybody. I, I mean, I don't differentiate. No. It's, there's all, every nationality, we've seen every nationality down yes. in Haiti. Yep. Um, from all over the world. Yeah. Very literally from all over the world. And it has nothing to do with where you're from. It has nothing to do with your race. It has everything to do with the intent of your heart. And so I think, you know, we've, we've kind of, tracked a lot of different places. But the main thing is, I think if, if you are going to another country, to an under underserved country, um, then your goal and your motivation should be going to see what life is like there and opening your eyes, broadening your perspective, and then seeing what you are going to do to change. Um, change how you live, change how you function in your everyday life. And maybe that means going back to that place or to another place for a longer period of time. That's what it was for us. Um, we have friends that have, have gone to Haiti and after a week they come home and they just live differently. Yeah. They're looking for opportunities to, to give and to serve and to love around them. They are um, less irritated by the the little things that, yeah. like you say, quote unquote, problems that we have here in America, um, because their perspective has changed, mm -hmm. and that's a good thing. It is a very good thing. I think everybody needs to do that. Yeah, and you know, it doesn't have to be Haiti. It doesn't even necessarily have to be another country, but I think if you go into a place and you see how people live and and exist differently than you, and you work to change your perspective of the world to be a little less in your bubble, to be a little bit less narrow. Mm -hmm. um, only good can come from that. Yeah. Question. This came up in the recent Instagram 
situation. Um, can someone still be harmful and and unknowingly destructive with good intentions? Absolutely. Okay, so then it doesn't just matter the intention of your heart because someone can still have good intentions and good pure motivations and still go into a situation unknowing about the culture, context, or whatever and um, and have some... Um, you know, it's damaging. For instance, I'll, I'll, I'll say, um, someone who comes down frequently, you already know what I'm going to say. Okay. Um, someone who comes down frequently, who I love and adore and has the most beautiful heart. Um, she's so generous, so generous. And, um, one thing that some kids in Haiti have been taught, they, um, English is not particularly taught. And so there is a phrase that many are taught and it's, give me one dollar, give me one dollar. They go up to, they see a white person and that is what they say. And it just, you know, of course it tugs on the white person's heart. Like, oh my gosh, that's all you need? Oh my, yeah, here's $5, here's $10. Like, you know, and so that is very dangerous in our opinion and what we've witnessed because it perpetuates this um, enabling. And my first year there, kids would ask me that. And I was like, no. No, I'm not going to give you a dollar. No, no, no. Um, let's figure out how we how we can help you. Um, you know, if they were teenagers, let's get you plugged into a vocational you know training that we have that is led by Haitians, that is um, you know run by Haitians. Because uh, I, I I'm not qualified to to teach them how to you know be a Mason or do some sort of trade in their country. Let's plug you into something where you can you know earn a wage. But no, we're not giving we're not handing out dollars. But this one person that comes down continually, she does that. <laughs> she did that a first couple times. And I told her not to. And I said, please don't do this. And she did anyway. And mobs, right? Swarms of people just come and you're handing out, you know, money or treats or candy and um, good heart, good intentions, bad method. It's not helpful from what we've seen. So things like that. So yeah. Yeah. I mean... I would, I would argue that there's still a bit of desire to, to change, like make a change, make an impact and make a difference there. Um, the motive is to help mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think what, what we're talking about in terms of if you're going to go on a one week trip, um, go to see how it's going to change you yeah. and, and your outlook and your perspective on like, yeah. yes, absolutely go and serve and help and love. give love um, but do it within the structures and the context of whatever organization that you're working with, mm -hmm. um, what they have set up. Yeah. Because most organizations, especially ones that are run by people that are, are in the country or, or, you know, born and raised in the country where you're going to serve, uh, they know the people, they know the culture. It goes back to culture. Yes. And, um, and it's very, 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 very important to to listen to them and to, mm -hmm. and to follow those structures and rules um, because that is the best way to not cause harm. Yeah. And we, we are guilty of, of not doing that there for our, our first year. Yeah. I would say there were times that we didn't quite understand the structures that yeah. were there and or why agree they were with there them. or agree with them. Yeah. And we kind of stepped out a little bit because we wanted to give, we mm -hmm. wanted to help. Uh, we wanted to serve and, 
you know, part of our reputation that we've had to rebuild down right. there is that we we will give right anything to anybody that right. asks us for right. it. Right. You guys, there were times I like I couldn't leave my room because as soon as I would step out of my room, it was Machina, Machina, I need this. Machina, I heard you I heard you gave this over here. So Machina, I need this. I need help with this. It was exhausting. It was draining. It made me not want to go out into the community. And whose fault was that? That was mine. Yeah. That was mine for not respecting and honoring the the the, the organization that we were a part of to help serve, um, not respecting that they have been there for years and know um, how to do things and how not to do things. And so intentions are a huge part, right? And and I think that was uh, the the whole Instagram thing last week that that happened. You know, a lot of the people who follow the account No White Saviors had come to my page and were just, you know, reaming me and ripping apart our family for doing what we've done. And I I do, I agree with a lot of the things that they're saying. Um, and they don't know, they don't know that we've had these discussions, that we've had six years almost of uh, going and continuing to go back and pour into a place um, coming up against these issues, right? And when you just look at someone, and this is a whole t- tangent in terms of judgment, but when you look at someone with a preconceived filter of their life, you're going to judge every single post, story, video, highlight everything through that preconceived notion about them. And so, and that's dangerous because, you know, a lot of the people had said, you know, I think you have good intentions. Um, I'm not questioning the motives of your heart. You seem like a a sweet gal. You seem like you have pure intentions, but you're doing a lot of harm. And so, but they don't know the conversations and what we have dealt with. Um, They don't know my, my thoughts on the whole matter. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast. Um, and, and the challenges we faced and the, just the agonizing, you know, and a lot of sick feeling of when some teams come down and, and, you know, pull the savior card. It's, it is hard to watch. It is very hard to watch. It's, it's gross. It's sickening. And, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and I think that was part of what made that experience for you so difficult because the thing that you were being accused of is the thing that we have fought so hard against yeah. and have have had so many conversations with, with people that we have had relationships and we have invited and brought down to say, you know, don't, don't do this because we see, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how, how it does hurt. And so to know that, you know, what, what the, the negative of that is and to be accused of it when we have, have worked so hard not to, to fall into that, um, made it, I know, very, very difficult, but, um, we're going to still go back. Oh, always. We'll continue to go back. We will always go back to Haiti. Yeah. And we're not going to really change the way that we do things because we've experienced a lot of growth. Yeah over the years. And, and like I said, the first year or so we, we did some things wrong, Yeah, but we've learned from that and we've grown and continued to, to build and develop the relationships, um, that, that we've established there. And so, yeah. um, 
I, I think we should probably summarize okay. a little bit. Um, you know, again, the purpose of this and answering the question, uh, is a one-week missions trip worth it? Is that what the question was? Yeah, sure. Beneficial. Is it good. beneficial? Um, yes, it can be. Yeah. But it can also be damaging. Um, now, that doesn't mean that if you feel like, you know, you you want to go and you want to help and you want to go do something, but you're not sure if you're going to be more uh, of a of a harm than a help, that you shouldn't go. That doesn't mean, it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that at all. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if you are considering going to uh, another country or going to another place to serve, because obviously there's need and there's hurt and there's um, there's lack. There's a lot of lack in places all over the world. Yeah. And there's help that's needed. Um, but if you are considering doing that, I think there's there's definitely some things that you need to do to prepare uh, prepare mentally and and in focusing your intentions of are you are you going because you think that you have the answers or are you going because you want to see what this situation is and allow it to impact you and change your life in the way that you think and the way that you operate and the way that you live day to day. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's that's a very, very key thing. And and how could that possibly change the trajectory of your life, mm -hmm. you know, as we've seen and we've experienced personally? And the other thing that I think we all need to be aware of, myself and, and us included, is we, we've got to remember that there is no one size fits all when it comes to going and serving in in other places culture plays mm -hmm. a big role like we said um in so many other things uh, that what what works in haiti isn't necessarily going to work in eastern europe mm -hmm. what works in even one part of haiti may not right. work in another part of right. Haiti. uh you know there are there's there's so many variables and so the the main thing is wherever you're going i would say first learn, try to learn as much about the culture as you can ahead of time, um, you know, nationally. And then if you can on, on a more local level and when you go, uh, just always be, always be learning, mm -hmm. keep, keep your ears open, keep your mind open, receive from the local people, receive, receive from the people that have been there a long time that have made mistakes and learn from those mistakes. Um, and yeah, and just be open, be humble. Yeah, there. Just real quick side tangent. There was one time I was uh, gonna go into Saint Mark, which is a town about thirty minutes from us, to go uh, get some some groceries and some things. And um, I step out of my room, and I have a one of my Haitian friends who is um, he obviously speaks Creole and speaks uh, fluent English. And I come out in these, you know, nice jean shorts and a nice white top, tank top. And he looks at me. He was like, is that what you're wearing? And I said, yeah. Is there a problem with what I'm wearing? And he said, yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter that my jean shorts were, you know, 80 bucks from Anthropology, and my shirt was from Nordstrom. It was nice. It didn't matter. It was way too casual for the culture to be out in the market looking like that. And that was a big eye-opener for me. Um, you want to go and live amongst the people and build relationships, and you want them um, to respect uh, respect you and hear you and 
be open to building a relationship with you, you better respect their culture. Mm -hmm. Does that mean I change who I am? No, that's not, that doesn't mean that I'm changing who I am just because I wear sweatpants every single day in California and then I dress differently in Haiti. It means I'm respecting their culture um, and I in turn gain their respect and their ear in turn, just in having con regular conversation and building relationships. And that was a, that was what my first year there. And I, that was one thing I really learned. Yeah. Similarly, I, uh, I got chastised a few times for going to the airport by the, the, the guy, our leader, the women, the woman who started our, the organization we partner with wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Cause I'm, we're about to fly for 12 hours. Like I want to be comfortable. Right. And she was, uh, not quite as gentle. I think no. she goes, you go change yeah, she, right now. You go change. You are not wearing that. <laughs> and, um, and I, I will admit I didn't take the time to go change that time, but ever since yeah, I have made sure yes. that when I fly in and out of Haiti, I'm in jeans and a collared shirt. And a button up shirt. Yeah. Um, because that's Haitian culture Yep. and that is, it's hot and yep. it's uncomfortable and it is the last thing that I want to be wearing. But that's that's how they do things and yeah. i want to respect that and the funny thing is you know when when you do those little things there might be a lot not a lot of people that actually notice because mm. it's it's common right and we're talking haiti specifically it's very common for to you know, when you go out you dress nicely and so you may not get a lot of haitians that notice that you're dressing nicely but they will notice if you don't yeah and yep you know i i think there's some grace and understanding of the ignorant americans uh, or whatever country they're from, but uh, but you don't automatically put that in their mind if you are dressed nicely. Yeah. Um, right or wrong. Whether that's a right or wrong cultural thing, we're not debating that. Um, it is what their culture is. Yeah. And so when you, if you're going to other countries, other cultures, just do the best that you can to research, um, get some feedback from the people that are on the ground that you're going to work with. Um, hopefully you've done your background and research on the organization and that you uh, respect them and trust them. Um, that's important. That's really important. And we, we say to the people that come back to the organization we partner with time and time again, we say, thank you for coming back and trusting us and believing in us that what we're doing is helpful and not harmful. And just because uh, there's a rot a steady rotation of a new team coming in every other week or so, picking up where the let the, where the where the last team left off. That's okay, because it it moves the village forward bit by bit. You know the last the last team finished the foundation. Okay, the next team builds the walls, and the next team does the electrical, and then the roof and the painting, and and then and then before you know it, you've got a building that is needed in the community that is forgotten. So it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. Um, there's good and bad to it. So I thank you guys for listening to this and uh, listening with open ears. And if you disagree, no problem. Totally fine. This is our, our view of it. This is almost six years of experience. Uh, I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. And we will probably continue to evolve in our perspective and, and ways of thinking over time. But this is where we've landed and we've we've camped for the last few years. This is this is how we feel. And if it's helpful for you, great. If not, cool too. Any final thoughts, Mr. Souza? I think the the overarching thing that we've learned in our time in Haiti that the main the main thing 
anywhere you are is relationship. And, you know, there's obviously physical needs, but the relationships that you build with people are the, are what will last, Mm -hmm. you know, the buildings that were built will eventually fall down. The things that are given will break or get used up, but the relationships are the things that last. And you are, you are the epitome of, of modeling that, um, because of the relationships that you have built. Are you talking to me? I am talking oh, to you. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking to the listener. <laughs> okay. no, sorry, I'm talking to you. Uh, the relationships that you've built are um, so, so deep and so meaningful. And those are the things that those people depend on and rely on. And yes, again, there's there's needs. There, sometimes they're hungry and mm-hmm. there's no food. And, and our ability to help provide that is, is a a great thing. I'm glad that we're able to, but, um, the fact that you can carry on those relationships, either, even when we're in America, like mm-hmm. you've got just as many people from Haiti, I think, reaching out to you every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not as many, um, but you know, they, they love you. You are so, so loved and adored in that village. And, um, and that's something that, that I've seen. And, uh, I have not, experienced as much because I haven't given poured out like you have Uh, your willingness to go in and be in homes and help deliver babies and uh, lives that you've saved which apparently I should be arrested for by the way (laughs) is that against Haitian law we don't know I don't know okay (laughs) maybe if the police would come to our village we could find out yeah um so, so but but that's the thing so you know, it's hard to build a relationship in, in a week. It's hard to build a deep relationship in a week. It's not impossible, but it is very difficult. And that's where, um, like you said, those that come back year after year, uh, you're able to develop a little bit more of a relationship. But uh, if you go and you focus on that, if you focus on learning where the people are and meeting them where they are and getting to know them, that is going to be uh, probably the most impactful thing for you and for them. And has very little risk of doing harm. Yeah. Anytime you can you can connect with another person on a heart level, um, that's that's always a good yeah. thing. Yeah. And not that words are always necessary. Words aren't always yeah. necessary. However, I will say for those that have a, a weak experience and then feel drawn back to spend an extended period of time, please, I beg you, please study and do the best you can to learn the language. We have people that have spent the time that live in Haiti, other Americans that live in Haiti who have spent the time learning the language to connect more deeply with the people. And we have some who haven't done that. And the relationship, the difference in relationship is vast, you guys. It, people feel so honored uh, when, when you've taken the time uh, especially as an adult, your brain is formed, right? It's, it was easier for our kids to pick up. Their their little brains were still forming. It was a lot easier than us as adults to learn how to speak another language in the horrible heat of, of where your mind and body are just utterly exhausted every moment of every day and to try to think in another language. It's very hard. It's very challenging. And the Haitians appreciate that very much. And Uh, Maybe this is is an assumption, but I would assume based on experience that any other group of people in any other culture would appreciate that as well, at least the effort. 
um, and especially if you're going for more than a week or two. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I love what you said that it's all about relationship. Yep. Yep. Needs come and go, but it is relationship. Uh, thank you for your thoughts and thank you guys for listening to this. <laughs>